0: Welcome to Rainbow Soul, explorative discussion about spirituality beyond mainstream religions. Hollis Taylor, author, psychic, astrologer, and alchemical mage, brings their non-binary perspective together with fellow drag king and trans man, LaCrosse Ortiz, a Jewish Taino with spiritual background of exploration that has led him to an atheist perspective. Join these guys as they explore deep and difficult topics, all related to spirituality, offering a queer perspective, an exploration of interesting topics, and engaging guests to help explore conversations for the Rainbow Soul.
1: Hello there.
2: How's it going?
1: I'm great. Welcome, everybody. I'm glad you're here. I'm so glad you are watching. And I want to say that I'm super excited about today. I'm Hollis Taylor. I'm an author. I'm a witch. I'm um, an alchemist, mage, and I'm also a psychic. So I do a lot of astrology and tarot. So I'm here with my fantastic buddy, (laughs) Ross. Who hey. I think is fabulous. Tell us who you are, Lacrosse.
2: Okay, my name is Lacrosse Ortiz. Um I am a Jewish native atheist. Uh, been doing dream interpretation since I was about five years old. Um, I give kind of like the atheist perspective on spirituality and try and look a little more on the science behind it, you know, even though we can't explain everything, but that's that's the direction I like to to come from. So, hey everybody.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm so glad. Yeah, and I think your perspective is fabulous. I love oh, it. Yeah. I love to be <laughs> to think about things more deeply and I love to consider other perspectives. In fact, I'm excited about our guest. Do you want to tell us more about her?
2: Yes, to today, tonight. Yeah, it is tonight, I guess. It's evening. Um, we have Cohenet. Yeah. This is a dear friend of mine I've known for years and uh yeah, it's it's definitely been years. Um, she's a bruja, which is a witch, um, priestess, liberation coach, and consultant. And um, of course, before we even start, you can find her at www.house.houseofliberation.com. So let's give it up for Kohenet.
1: Fantastic. Let Let's bring our
3: guest out. Yeah. Hey.
2: Hey.
3: So excited. How,
2: how are you?
3: Uh here. <laughs> here, here, and, and grateful to be here. So yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm making those moves and trying to also learn the sweetness of um quiet mm. and uh, relationship with nature a little bit more. That's kind of my dig, one of my many digs. So yeah, so I'm here. I'm here.
0: Nice, 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 nice.
2: Uh, we met years ago. Years ago I was living on Hershey Avenue and me our too. boys were babies. Yes. <laughs> and now yes. they're men. They're all grown-up men. Oh,
3: yes. Let me tell Sometimes I'm like <laughs> Right, right. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, was, I don't I don't look down on them anymore. Now I'm looking up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when I'm with my son I'm like, so just want to remind you that I'm stocky, so <laughs>
2: <laughs> I could take you out of the random <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's it's um I feel like there's always such a like a sweetness when you know folks from like again, life does this thing and then you continue to find each other and you continue to find each other and when those yeah. moments happen, they're always like a most beautiful, especially when you could at least reconnect it. So, right, actually, right, right. So, it was like I, I was the crazy lady that came out running out my house. I was like, hey, <laughs> yeah, I, I know you. you. <laughs> yeah, i <I'm> like, hey. <laughs> um, and so, to look at how much life has changed, and, yeah. and there's a sweetness in that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about people that you have context with that is sweet. Yeah. Um, growing over the years and shifting and changing. So, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And please forgive the
2: noise because I live in the ghetto in the Beaver Street. So we got the ice cream man. I don't know if you guys hear, I hear the ice cream man. Like I'm over here, the ice cream man, motorcycles. (laughs) I'm like, sorry. (laughs) No, I I actually don't hear anything. Oh, really? Oh, that's good. I was so worried. (laughs) And they're having a birthday party downstairs for one of my adopted children. So I'm like, guys, keep it down. Okay. (laughs)
3: Yeah. So,
1: well, yeah. So, why don't you tell us about your about the House of Liberation? Can you tell us yeah. a, l- a little bit about that?
3: Sure. So, I want to just say that it's the House, T H E House of Liberation. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay,
1: sorry about that. I said something.
3: Okay, we heard that, Lucio. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So. um uh, I'm originally a Brooklyn-born Boricua. Um, I have Jewish roots, Taino, Spaniard, kind of your um, delicious Puerto Rican blend. Um, yeah. I feel like it's coffee. It's like it has a little of this and a little, and from the the tree from over there, from the uncle's house. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I I kind of came to Lancaster some years, 20-something years back, and have been here since doing um, first and foremost, I was like, my kids were young. I was homeschooling my kids. So I was like really committed to that particular like way of being present. Um, and then there came a a point in time where my kids were getting old and I was like, okay, I think I want to show up in community. Um, I want to show up for the one person that when I talk about a thing can feel themselves seen. For that one person, I'm willing to get the hell up on my house and start doing community work. And so I started doing um medical advocacy in the YWCA, hotline work, um, community presenting around sexual assault topics and things like that. Um, and then started doing work with um social justice and racial justice and having and facilitating and doing trainings around racial justice conversations and racism specifically. Um and then it kind of grew from so that, you know, always a bruja. I feel like, you know, before any particular thing initiates you and is like, oh, you are this, you already have been. Right. Um, right. And so it's always so important. Like you already have been a thing. Anything else is just like extra sauce. It's not the main dish ever. It's just not the main dish. And so I think that's going to be important for us as we continue to adapt and change. And so for me, um, I, you know, I grew up in a Christian uh, context, Pentecostal Spanish Christian. That's very specific.
0: Uh,
3: (laughs) 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 It's like I'm all I'm only now able to grow long here without like twitching and doing. (laughs) But at some point I discovered uh, my Jewish roots and started and felt very connected to that. And so simultaneously those things were happening, the older my kids were getting, the much more I was like amplifying and expanding and kind of exploring like how do what part do I want to engage in and where do I want to do and work right and be with most. And so for me, that was a lot of doing girls circles at Yik. Um, the youth intervention center and just like red tent type of stuff. We're going to talk about what's ha- what is happening, what's not happening in the body and that it was a safe space. And I say that very cautiously, a safe space to actually share who they are because they're in a context where it's not safe. So I did some of that. I've done uh, Beaver Street Community Garden back when folks were trying to yeah. make that happen. Yeah. So really just really, really committed to supporting community remembering that BIPOC specifically that we can find ourselves um, in deep relationship with our roots and with who we are. And sometimes that journey is a little messy for some of us because assimilation has been long in play before we came on board. Right. Absolutely. Um, So it's like kind of hard to do that thing. Uh, So for me, it's like, okay, where are we at and how can we keep it real? I remember people trying to help me from where I come from. Mm. And it often ended up in disaster and humiliation and just all sorts of mess. And I knew, um, I remember being a teenager and going, you really want me to believe that bullshit? You just served me. (laughs) Do you think because you're an adult? Yeah. Live what you're talking. So walk on somewhere else. Um, Right? And so I knew that I wanted to be part of having an authentic conversation, even if I knew that I couldn't Solve the problem, right? There's implications to that, and so that's kind of how my works are shaped in community. And so I've done a little bit of like tarot reading. I, you, know, my 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 dig is like getting in in energy and really consensually, like what are the things that we need to actually face? We're so afraid of the shadow and the darkness, or however we perceive that. Right. That you can't you can't really have like growth unless you're looking at the ugly too. True, definitely a hundred percent. I think
2: exactly. that's the whole thing of the true journey. You you kind of get you kind of kind of you kind of have to go back yeah. to head forward because yeah. I, like, I, I recall with that, like with the Pentecostal and the same thing, right. reaching out to the Jewish roots, it was literally reprogramming reprogram- my entire mind. Right, right from what I was trained to do since I was a kid, whether yeah. I believed it, which I didn't believe in it, but it was, you know,
3: yeah, it's what you do. One of the things um, I tell people repeatedly over, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, you get to that place where you sound like a broken record, except my record ain't broken, it's just legit and people don't want to hear it, <laughs> right? Like, it's like that, it's like, wait, my record ain't broken, but I do repeat it a lot because I need people to have a deeper understanding about what conditioning actually does.
0: Right.
3: right right when you have messages reinforced by your home by the streets by the religious thing by the government by the police right right by right by all these places of authority the same message you're conditioning that it's it's like unpacking the remember that rubik's cube thing which i sucked at it okay just <laughs> right now I'm i the broke person. it and put it together <laughs> listen i was i was always like why why are we doing this yet compelled because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was the joy of the season right but just this like this recognition that to deconstruct your conditioning is not just this idea of like oh i'm just gonna say an affirmation nah boo that shit is so dug into your being that what like the work you have to it, it starts with like recognizing that you don't even believe in that conditioning or in what was perceived to be truth and you're like oh how I'm gonna separate from this one yeah. because it's a communal thing and there's a consequence to that in our communities when you don't do what you're told right right so yeah it, I feel like uh, I was recently talking to my son and I was like everything's an illusion that is true. And those illusions have very real impacts. Yeah. They just do, true. right? And when we, when we can start looking at that and say, okay, wait, you keep on telling me I could create with my mind, then why am I feeling somebody else's elbow? Right. Right? <laughs> why am I feeling somebody else's elbow? Because those realities have actual impact. And it's the same thing with religious beliefs. We're terrified to talk about what we actually believe, because what would it mean if we struggled with something or if we thought that it was just lemon and nobody wants to make lemonade? How about that? Exactly.
2: Yeah, it's a crazy thought, because when you think yeah. about this, it's something that you're conditioned to believe in since childhood. And when you're a kid, of course, you're going to embrace. It. I, I remember so many times my, my mother, rest in peace. But she would always sit there and say, Oh, well, you believed it when you were little. Well, I I was a child. Of course I believed it because I trusted you. Why right. wouldn't I believe it? Right. It, but it's in, in growing up, I realized, yeah, no, this doesn't vibe. This just <laughs> doesn't vibe. Right. Like, of course I would have danced in the spirit when I was a kid. It was fun. Yeah. Everybody else was dancing. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> too. <laughs> right. Because that's, yeah. you know, that that's what that's what. That's what you thought. And then, and then of course, yeah. they believe that this child has the Holy Spirit. No, the kid's hyperactive. The kid has ADHD. Okay, that's the truth. And the kid just wanted
3: to dance and not sit still. Let's put it where it is, you know. But- and if that if <laughs> helped that poor baby get through them right, right. Uh-huh. Amen, shalom, all the things. <laughs> Right, like you're talking three we, hours. You're like, oh it's so yeah, relieving. Yeah, it's like when are we going home? But this right. is and this is the thing to me. And I kind of pretty much operate on this premise. I'm good as long as you're not trying to step on my toes. Right. If you're trying to do that, we're gonna have a come to, I don't know who moment, but it's gonna somebody right. gonna come have a come to moment, right? right? And for the most part, I recognize that so many of us are operating depending where we're impacted by marginalization we're operating in a deep type of survival coma right and it's this trans space where our religious beliefs have to stay the same our marriages have to stay the same our people have to stay the same although half of those people you don't even like you don't even like them you don't even like them but they're there cuz they've been there for a long time that in your mind like your so I'm going to school. I'm going to get my Ph.D. in depth psychology wow. um, and, wow. and and it's a liberatory praxis. So it's not like it's the just the, the other stuff. Right. But it's this idea to understand that our brains are chemically flooded in such a way. We we have these fundamental human needs, connection, love, like, you know, the things. Um, right. And so the way we like when we're in survival, we will hold on even to the shit that's no good for you. Because you're getting a connection You feel like you're connected to something Familiar Yeah, yeah And that is better than the idea Which we think the idea of having nothing Because then who are Nobody wants to live in that lonely world Because it is lonely Right Mm -hmm. I know we come up with all types of slogans Making this shit sound good But it's lonely Not everybody can meet you there Sometimes even the people you love the most, you got to just like woke up on from because it's not going to get pretty. And so it's this recognition to be able to say, hey, OK, I, you know, the reason why and one of our elders could stay stuck there, what we perceive as stuck, is because that became part of the new coping mechanism and and deep vows that they even had the and my ass is getting older. I'm like deep vows that you have the energy to be that fierce yes. about shit. Yes. <laughs> you know,
1: I, yeah. I, as a as a yogi, I was at a yogi festival and someone said there was this little this little quote on a like a art piece that everybody was doing, and it said, "From the darkest places comes the brightest light." And for me, I felt like that was saying that even though you came from this really, really dark past, because you're familiar of walking in the dark, then you're able to bring the light because your dark is so dark. Right. You can bring forward the light even lighter. And so what's interesting about that is that shadow work Although we're afraid of it or uh, avoid it, um, some people seem to have a natural uh, way of doing this, like even <laughs> like in their astrology charts. Oh, yeah. yeah. My astrology chart dictates that I like to do it, but I like to get through it fast. I like to get through there. I don't have all day for this, right? What, okay. What's, like- your,
3: what, what's your stuff? What's your stuff?
1: I'm Mar. Well, I- I'm a Mars in the eighth house in Gemini, okay. so that makes me very fast. Uh, yes. Eighth house is shadow house, but I'm actually a Virgo with quadruple four planets in Libra in the twelfth house.
3: Oh, oh. Mm. Mm. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, uh, fairness is a big thing for me, but um, you know, like I just, I'm just saying that like shadow work is it's deep, you know, it's deep stuff. And you have to, to be able to walk through the shadows, you gain strength. It's like, the more you walk through the forest, the stronger you'll get.
3: Yeah. I I love that. I think one of the things that, that for me, I'm looking at, um, because, and language is really challenging. <laughs> Recently, somebody told me, um, don't get hung up, hung up on semantics. Semantics are everything because they're spells. Words are spells. Like the like, shit you say, that's why we call it, however you want to call it, a spell, an incantation, an affirmation, the words that are coming out your mouth with impulse and force, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, if that's what's, if, I'm a poet, by the way. So like, <laughs> if that's what's up, then that's what's up. But there's this piece here that, that, and I love what somebody said in the chat. Somebody said, right, there's a huge misconception about darkness and about shadow. Yeah. The earth rests when the night falls. So do humans for that matter. There is a mist, there is a dew in the air at night that cannot be found in similitude in the daytime. Like the earth, the deeper we get, the darker we get. And so here, here's this thing We have this enormous capacity and you know it because when you've been through some shit and you come out on like, and I'm all about these days, back in the day, I'd be like, oh my, you know, I kicked that, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like, okay, that thing kicked my ass. Right,
0: right. I'm here.
3: (laughs) I'm like, I'm still here and I'm going to figure out what tomorrow has when tomorrow comes because I used my last nerve, like nerve ending stressing about tomorrow, right? that is something that I
2: noticed that a lot of people when they're doing healing work or whatever, it's, it's this word that I, I don't like, I hate this. I overcame this. I loathe that whole mentality because we don't overcome anything. We make space for it. We learn to live with it. We learn to adjust our lives to it, which when we're talking about shadow work or the darkness, what really changes when you think it, okay, it got dark, but if people were to sit there and realize your vision changes, you see things differently because right. your eyes adjust. Yep. And you have you adjust a different the darkness awareness. Right. Yep. And if you could sit there and bring that to that waking moment or that realization that, look, yes, it's darkness, but my eyes are just adjusting. Right. Nothing's really, you know, nothing's right. really crazy changing. I'm just adjusting to the darkness. Right. And once again, don't overcome it. Make space for it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I love, yeah. I'm like that. And that's sometimes hard for people because now we can say this now, now at this time, like we're so hella conditioned to want to bypass the hard stuff to get to the happy stuff and try to figure out how to perpetually be in a state of euphoria,
2: (laughs) Right,
3: right, right. You know, we're like, no, 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 no. Wait. Even on whatever you, whatever your cosmology is, right? Like, whatever your belief system is, is like, no. Even on the other side, they're still going to be all right. Boo, slow down. First of all, (laughs) it's like slow down because pain. And I will not. My personal, I'm a survivor of physical, sexual, emotional abuse. I mean, my story is complicated and full of a lot of challenges. You like one of the things that became so important to me is I don't want to move too quick through the secret places. Not only do they give us information, that's the part of you that that place that you don't want to look at that you become terrified and then you're like, ah, if I do that, I don't want to be feeling all the feelings. Let, well, you may not be feeling the feelings, but it's showing up in your body. Trust. It didn't go anywhere. Right, you just got really good at suppressing it and and behaving so that you that people don't think fill in the blank. Right, this is the thing. Like a child that screams, and I would tell this to I worked with women in the prison, right, Lancaster County. Powerful and painful because that could be anybody. I don't give a shit what anybody has to say. Yeah, I
2: or are, yeah. are, are none of us are, are that far from being yeah.
3: that. Yeah. Just go ahead and don't pay your ticket because Lancaster City, come for you. Go ahead. Give that a go, Boom,
0: Third <laughs> They're going
3: to pick you up because they want yep. their money. They got to oh, pay the yeah. signs and those plants that they put up. Anyway, huh? right? But just this recognition that 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 part of you, this child, when you look at a child and you see them, scream. okay, fair enough. Nowadays, somebody will be like, hey, there my fucking girl, somebody needs to take that kid, right? <laughs> somebody will say that. But you look at that, a child in extraordinary campaign, uh, pain, and you walk away from that. That's what you do every time you walk away from your pain places. You abandon that child. You abandon that teenager that maybe the people that were meant to care for that, that person then weren't there But now you can get the help that you need to actually look at yourself with compassion. Yeah. The same way you give to others, the same way you show up and you're like, you know, your friends, (laughs) this is some street shit where you like, nah, nah, I got you. That's all you say. I got you. Nah. Like, You, you don't, your, your friend don't have to beg. They know that you're going to be there 100%. You do it, you do it quietly. You step in and you, you come out, right? Like you do what needs to be done to support without shaming or rubbing it in somebody's face and things like that. In the same way that there's this, like, you get to, you get to come for yourself. You get to, you get to have that thing. And you know that you can give it and receive it. Like you can give it to yourself because you give it to that boo who got your eyes all twinkly and you're like, oh baby, you want some coffee? You, you want you, Are you hungry? Mm, let me, you want to watch your show tonight? All right, right? Like, yeah, all, right. <laughs> like all the things, oh, you want to see that and you don't really want to see the movie, but you're like, you know, I'm gonna support you. Let's go see the movie, right? You do all these things. You could do that to start with you right because there's there's this I can't help it as a poet it just like it's like flowers in my mouth right I just like want right because when i think about the darkness there's a humanity there there's a bareness there there's you have been stripped of every possible like you are bare there's something about that that can return you to you if you let it Right. Because it's when you stop trying, like, you feel really frustrated because you can't lean on anybody and you can't, and and you show up for everybody and you on the phone until three o'clock in the morning, you know, a latest canto, like, oh, yeah, 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 nah, you know, I told you what you need to do with them. That you're like, you, 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 I told you what you need to do. We in the morning, and we don't bat an eye. We're like, nah, I got you, boo. Right. So if we can, if we can show that same, like, Oh shit! I think I'm a little irritated today. And oh, you know that person that you may want to like beat down. I don't know what's happening to me. Like my Brooklyn is coming through all the time these days. I'm like, yeah. you know what? Let me lock my door because if I get out my car, it's not gonna right. be right. And I'm yeah. the oldest of age, so I got like stuff reserved. <laughs> <laughs> but this recognition that you you will you will you will fiercely like come out of yourself in those ways, and it's because you're ignoring yourself. You're ignoring that that relationship that just ended that you like, you know what, forget them. Actually, it's not forget them. That hurts so deeply. And it reminded you of every time somebody else walked out. Right. Because when you've been traumatized by some stuff, this thing that they call resilience, and I just, I recently did for school, like a piece of uh, uh, arts installation and there's squares, 10 by 10 squares and what I did was I, I talked about resilience being a colonial construct mm. because you can't stand my pain. Now I got to make better myself. Meanwhile, you and all your pals were part of right? Like right. the society that that jabbed me like that. And now you want me to fix it so that you don't feel uncomfortable while well, my fucking rubber band broke. How about yeah. that? Yeah.
2: Absolutely, 100%. And right.
3: I think that's that's
2: one of the hardest things that we do. It's like like you're saying, we, we will be up all night for that friend or for that family member or for that. But to sit there and show ourselves the same consideration, the same compassion, the same love, the same mercy. It, why? Why is it so hard? Like That's something that we all have to dig deep. Why is it so hard for us to show? We're obviously capable of doing it because we do it for someone else. Right. Why are we not capable of doing that for ourselves? Because that probably would be one of the quickest ways to get through healing. To, you know, that is the quick way to go the hard road. To <laughs> sit here and see yourself as that person over there. It's yeah. We don't. We you know we never can sit there and look at ourselves and look at someone else and say I see myself. I should do this. The same thing I'm doing for them. I should do for myself. It's almost like unheard of anymore. Right. That's That's right and, and Good. And, and it goes into once again that guilt, that guilt for being selfish. That guilt, you know, <laughs> of, 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 of oh my God, I'm being selfish instead of looking at it and saying that self-preservation. I always go back to that self-preservation. One of the rules of Judaism that I had taken with me
3: yeah.
2: was you need to preserve yourself above and beyond yeah anybody else yeah, yeah. That, that that and uh, people don't realize that's such a jewish ideal oh my god it's, mm. you know yeah. like if, if if okay they're like oh you can't break the law by n- not eating kosher no in judaism no if you're going to die you better eat that pig <laughs> you are more important right. than being kosher
3: <laughs> you got right. to make sure that you know you do whatever it right. takes to self preserve Right so that's where lifeline goes, and that's where we realize that the 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 principle the important piece there is life
0: mm-hmm.
3: the the, exactly. the important, and I explain this to folks who don't understand like Judaism fair enough fair enough, right mm-hmm. and yet the more I like peel away the layers and I'm looking at all the pieces the the beautiful thing that i I realized was that oh no no, I get it, I get it. Judaism is really good at teaching boundaries. Hmm. Yeah. Judaism says, "Here's the front door." We recognize how precious and how sacred the front door is, because we recognize the home as such a supreme thing, and family such a supreme thing. It's not the building; it's the the people the people, are right. the Supreme thing. Right. And so here you are and you're like, okay, so, but before people get to my front door, we're going to lay out a little fence and we're going to put a little rug mm-hmm. on the outside. So you clean your feet before you step into the places where we play. And then you come into my house dragging all that nastiness. We ain't going right. to do that now.
0: Right.
3: We ain't going to do that because it's not because we like rules and it looks cute. It's because we must both protect the inside and the outside it's a, it's a dynamic relationship so that mm-hmm. when you step into my house, you understand how sacred it is. Right. It's the metaphor. Yeah. It's applied to your life. That's right. Trying to teach you like this consciousness that we actually, we have the capacity for. I love what you were saying about like the, <laughs> and I, and I, and I was just recently talking about this because we have a lot of self care. We, you know, we now, I mean, it's, it you, miraculously, among all things, anything trendy actually becomes really solid for a minute. And then you blink five years later and you have no idea where it went anyway. But I remember when self-care was cow gone. So yeah. I might be dating myself. but like the, yeah. Yeah. The, It's like the self-care was cow gone and your ass came out of there with a UTI. But anyway, yeah. it right? <laughs> came out of there with a UTI. Too much fragrance, too much fragrance. But here's the thing. If we switch the word self-care to the care of self, yeah. you you want to, you love loving on your boo, you love loving on your people, you love all those things. Wonderful. You feel a compulsion and it's like, it comes from the inside out to be, be and, and most likely you're a mystic, a healer, right? Depending how, where you le- kind of, there's so many archetypes. So, so many ways of looking at that, right? And you, you just, that's who you are in your community. You're that person. That's great. It's it's wonderful. What's problematic is when that becomes one dimension and you're only seen for that. And then what becomes really challenging is when you don't have solid connections outside of that. And that's the only way you start to build connection with others because they don't see anything else, but this aspect that they need to see of you, right? Right. So, in order for you to like be really solid on like being your integrity, right? You say these things are important and then you live them out integrity. When you want to do that, then the world would be the worst for it if you weren't here. And I say that having a really deep respect for when you're done here, right? And those that's hard, those are hard edges. I don't have, I I don't have the arrogance to fuck with that. I don't. Um, And this, you know, like my own, my own, one of my many experiences, I experienced, you know, bipolar too and I have CPTSD. I've been through some shit. I come from some shit too. And so my, and so for me, I don't have, I cannot speak in a way that to solve, do that thing that we like to do as humans, but to recognize that the way you show you are possibly speaking to what Hollis was saying earlier, you are possibly the light, the one person that one homie of yours actually has that reminds them that there's more than just this fucked up thing that we live in. Right. And so you, you, to do that, to, to be able to do those things, you got to check your own. How's your mind, baby? Are you eating? Are you getting loved on? Is somebody giving back to the cup that's given to everybody else? Right, because some of the dynamics in why we do that, why we're like, we neglect ourselves so fiercely is because when we expect it of someone else to love us the way we need to be loved, that gives us permission to actually want to experience and receive love because we don't think we're worthy of that all on our own. We don't think we're worthy of it because the people that were supposed to love us unconditionally for who we are, dropped that ball. Yep. yep. And that changed part of you, who you are as a person.
0: Oh yeah.
3: Right. And so it's like, oh, we have such struggles. Of course we would struggle. And depending where you come from, you may have a long history of your people's being like treated like shit. And the or and or the model of relationship and like love is patterned in this like very hyper masculine, hyper feminine bullshit where you know one needs to submit in order for the other to dominate right. colonialism. Oh. <laughs> colonialism, right? Like cis hetero patriarchy, right? right. Like, these <laughs> these things are real. And so it becomes much more difficult to know how to like you can be like, oh, I get my nail done. My nails done. Okay, I'm glad you get your nails done. Do you take medication? Are you taking care of yourself?
0: Right.
3: Are you Are you communicating in that one relationship that keeps on stepping on your toes that that you need boundaries and change? Or if not, you cannot be in the like. Are you caring for yourself, baby? Right. That's That's funny.
2: I was speaking to a friend of mine um, who had needed healing, and I said, you know, what happens? You know, and this is going through that native perspective. What happens when the medicine man needs a medicine man. Mm-hmm. Where do they go? That's right. Who do they go to? Don't because think it's when totally you're better. a medicine person, right? When you're medicine, but the whole point is is like it's 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 harder because you, now you're amongst your peers, right? You're you're amongst other medicine people. You don't want to bother them. Right. Because you know what it is to be overwhelmed. Right. To constantly be helping and helping and helping and helping and helping. So then you digress and then you're like, well, you know, I don't want to be a bother. I don't know. Yeah. I'll figure this out. I'll handle it. And then you're still not getting any medicine. You're still not getting any healing.
3: Right. Because so you're still not doing the self-care because you're too busy caring for everyone else. Absolutely. Well, and I think that this is why. So as a Jewish priestess, the the, the base and the foundation of my spiritual work is elements. We're, we're indigenous. We're indigenous. Now, some people gone bump their heads.
0: Yeah,
3: exactly. Are we indigenous, right? And so it's like earth-based practices. Because what does it mean? This is why, go and I know it sounds cheesy because sometimes whiteness ruins shit. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you say go walk in barefoot. Somebody's like, that stupid documentary, that earth. Like, I'm not doing, I'm not putting my feet on that nasty stuff, right? And yet, if, you know, if you went and walked with your feet in the grass, in a park 15 20 minutes, yeah, it gives you it, it does this, it has this impact that allows you to breathe in a way that you're not used to breathing, right? And so, when you learn, like the same way we use, we set up the garden, we do this, and then some folks be on some really deep shit, and so they're like, organic everything. I went through that organic everything, prospect, everything. you know, not supermarket organic. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Right. Like we're going the real deal. (laughs) The real thing, the hardcore thing, right? Like we start doing all of that because we're trying to find our way home. Right. Right. Home here and home here. And that's what happens when all our peoples come from all over the places. Because we ain't talking, we ain't talking about we generations deep, but we ain't talking about it. We're looking at books like um uh it's a PTSD, but it's post-traumatic slave syndrome by Dr. Joy DeGuer, where she talks about what happens generationally, right? If for, for Jewish identities, we have conversation. This is where we get epigenetics trauma moving through family lines is really examining these things. You You working on some stuff that you have no idea that's been running through your line and waiting for somebody to have the courage. Because- your great grandma ain't have the energy for that. She had the 12 kids, 13, 14 kids, but right. you know, only 12 right. ladies type of story where she fed you with the chicken she cut from last night. So, right. you know, she, she, there wasn't capacity for that in that time. And so here you are, there's these tugs that are happening. Is there such a thing as a brighter anything or a lighter anything? I don't know that being connected to the earth is that bad either. Right, I don't. I don't know that walking in the in going to the. I live by the Susquehanna. I live in Columbia. Walking to the river at night to just be with Oshun, right, uh, African deity that that governs the river, right. So this beautiful expression that doing that that that's so bad. Why do we always want to be outside of who we are? Why, if if I could call you at three in the morning, why aren't you worth saying, listen, I got to let you go because I got to get up for work and my work pays my bills, baby. I love you, but I got to go. This this feels good now, but tomorrow, Mm -hmm. my 45 year old ass, I'm going to be like. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. And that's, you know, go ahead.
3: I was
1: about to say, I also find it interesting sometimes when, especially strong women, um, when they do speak their boundaries, the people around them don't always make that okay. Right. And I think um, that's something that I I kind of witness in community regularly, where especially powerful women, I don't know, like a guy says it and it seems to be okay, but... um, but a woman or strong, especially strong women, they'll see her as a bitch right. or um, what or some it? other not very nice term, yeah. essentially saying that she's bitchy. You're, and-
3: you're, you're aggressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your mama yeah. better go yeah. tell you something about what you're saying to me right now because <laughs> that's going to get you knocked out right
0: now. Right,
3: exactly. Right? I, yeah. I, I,
2: the whole thing is, is it, bur- it burrows down to the fact that it's intimidate People are intimidating. They're intimidated by a strong woman and the stronger the woman is, the higher the intimidation level becomes, you know, which has you get that, that toxicity of, you know, she's just a bitch. You know, she thinks she's better than everybody else and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Instead of just looking at it and saying, wow, you know, she is strong. You know what aggression is. Okay. If my dog tries to bite me, that's aggression. She's not trying to bite me. She's trying (laughs) to speak her mind. She's trying to have her voice and what is so wrong with them. You know, and this is where I think, um, like with being a trans man has been beneficial because they wouldn't listen to me before. Right. Right. They wouldn't listen to me before. Now they listen, but see, now it's not just for me speaking for me. It's for me sitting there standing up and saying, Hey, she got something to say. Right. Shut up. Don't do Don't do locker talk. Don't do this. Don't do that. I can be that guy who sits there and calls them out on their shit. Right. You right. know, because right. I know what it's like to be on that side. Right, right. And to just be, you know, yeah, well, you know what? We we can't handle your aggression. We can't handle your wisdom or whatever it is you're spewing. We can't handle it. It's too much for us. Yeah.
3: yeah. And, and it's also the recognition. I, when I look at that and Hollis, I'm going to shift it right back to you. Cause I know you, <laughs> you're going to say something, but just like this recognition that I'm sorry, but I'm not that you think that your power is only sourced when you can step on somebody. I'm sorry that you have to have that big type of energy because let's just be clear that I don't feel, the, and, and, this, I, but, and I personally feel this way, I don't feel the need to mince my words. As a matter of fact, what I'm starting to really pick up on really thick as an activist is like, you like it when I, ask, when I look like I'm asking a question. I'm a woman of color. I live in an, uh, many of an intersection. So you could take your yeah, ideas about what you think needs to be because my community can't afford this like, oh, I don't I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure. It's like we're like, nah, we, we got to keep it 100 or we going to go home." This is not mm-hmm. like some sort of extra entertainment. It's important that you speak your mind. It's important that you say your peace because if you don't speak it, it shuts up in your bones. And then nobody wants to pay the insurance policy that your ass needs to get the treatments because your arthritis is so damn bad because you have to store all that shit up in your bones. And as long as nobody's going to be massaging me every day for the rest of my life (laughs) and and hooking me up, okay, Mm -hmm. then we're not going to do that anymore. Right? Like, and it's, and it's this recognition that also says like, and I put this on my Facebook recently white people need to talk like the white people that that have understood need to go go get your people. Oh. go have conversations because our emotional labor yeah yeah right when we're talking about gender identity, when we're talking about all these marginalized intersections classes like go get your people damn it they're making a mess
0: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and I'll I, tell you I I really um I tend to be that person. I'm the bridge builder, maybe because of where I came from. Um, My family, there were people in my family, like my stepfather, who was racist. My mom wasn't. So it was a very weird thing that went on with that. But then later, as I became aware of myself and awakened to my path, I realized I was a bridge builder. I was the person that could go back to the crazy racist uncle and be like, well, I mean, you know, not, and, and argue for the, you know, and try to enlighten him, try to waken him up because for me, it was, it was like, there were some people that were like that. And to learn how to talk about it is what I've learned in the recent movement. I've educated myself and read sure. books and I'm sure I'm not perfect, but I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying. Right. And the point is, is that when I feel that moment where I'm a being that bridge builder, I'm aware of it. And I right. have, you know, I've had to call people out on, we can't just ignore this. Right. We right. have to, we have to talk about it. We right. have to do something. Right. Um, we have to, you know, at, at least talk about June 19th, you know, June right. 9th. We have right. to talk about this. And, and I, I just kind of made it so that we had to talk about it at least. And, yeah. um, and that was all that, that's all that they needed. Um, and yeah. they caught up and figured <laughs> out what, why I was kind of like, no there's like a huge movement going on right now you know you just can't ignore it and right, um, right. so dealing with race for me has has been an interesting experience in that but being trans before when I was pretending to be a woman um that that experience has now at least given me the experience of being a woman and I've seen what it's like to be a man or be seen as a man. And frankly, I think gender is a construct and a bunch of bullshit. So for me, it's like, uh, yeah, but I end up being a bridge builder between even as a healer, as a mage, as a counselor, I end up talking, you know, I end up dealing with the bridge between he and she for couples that are open to talking to a transgender person. Right. I'm like, well, I actually know both perspectives. Right. So I think that I think that there are some of us that are made to be this. Exactly what I'm talking about. I know I'm not the only one. And yeah. there's tons of rainbow what what I guess some what they call at um at Standing Rock is uh, you know, the rainbow people because of the whole um the Lakota uh and I, I don't want to about it without knowing all the details, but the Lakota vision of the Rainbow People saving right um, the right. planet. Okay, right. yeah. So yeah. yeah, and so it was like, wow. I guess that's who I am, you know. And and wow. to be aware of that, to be aware of where you are. Yeah. in this right. is a big right. part of the work. So whether you're right. called to, you know, to build bridge so that's what i call to my white friends as i say pay attention pay yeah. attention especially if you're not racist then pay attention listen yeah. to your right. friends that your your friends that are of color of any kind of person like that listen see what they have to say and then try to bring that to these other crazy white racists we all
3: know that are there because <laughs> they're the problem
1: right.
0: and if not right. you
3: that's so p- that's really powerful. One of the things that I realized, so I teach anti-racism circles, right? And I, the same with the same textured energy that I speak with is I, this is me everywhere, like everywhere. Right. And it's because one of the things that's going to become really important is that I'm, I, I support being a bridge and having those, uh, like conversations. And to me, it's like the people need to have it with the people who are in the dominant group, right? Like that thing. Um, Because it's not only emotional labor for BIPOC communities, in addition to being emotional labor, often the bridge is at the expense of my back or the back of my mother or the back oh. of my grandmother, right? And I'm like, nah, nah, boo, you got to go, have to learn some no skills because we can't <laughs> be. The sacrifice any and so you know we have all the things that are going on right that we say oh this is increased over time no you never had to deal with it because it wasn't happening to your community right right you never had to for us it's life or death it's not some fictional here maybe yeah later on it's like it's life or death and because it's life or death then it requires um, so any uh, construct of oppression operates with principles. They are ideas that start to stack together and they become like a strong rooted tree, right? And you don't see it. The construct of whiteness is so much so that it has governed the society we live in. Every, most things come from that particular expression and orientation, right? And so what happens is fish and water, which is why it's so hard for people. Now let's, we're going to go down one layer, right? So there's the one layer, the fish and water. go down another layer. Most people, most people and any particular thing are usually concerned about whether they're perceived as good or bad rather than the impact that they're having Mm. or that their reality is having on another human. Right. Right. I'm not a bad white person. I'm not a bad, this person. I'm not a bad, that person. So we could talk about your religion after baby Mm. right now. We need justice. Right Right now we need our black and brown brothers and sisters and siblings to stop dying. Right now our communities need food. So we could talk about your good, bad. Right. And and it's a real thing because what we're saying is like, Oh my gosh, if I mess up, if I mess up, what does that mean? Am I not that, 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 that you're still worried about you. Right. Part of the medicine is going. All right. I'm sure I fucked this up. I'm sure I'm struggling. I'm a, this is not. I'm not going to say it right, but I am so wanting to learn and to grow. So as a matter of fact, I'm not going to go to my one black friend, which happens a lot. <laughs> my one black friend, my one brown person, to see if they have these experiences that everybody's talking about, racism, sexism, ableism, classism, a unit, we can go down the list. They're all real. They all have real implications, right? And so it's like, if you can, for one moment, say to yourself, rather than seek to understand, you can't. Right. You're not in my shoes. I'm not in your shoes. I can't understand. But, what I can is do the work that I need to do in order first I not question how what the hell is that, and I talk a lot and i I talk all the intersections because a lot of my sexual assault work we wouldn't imagine, and we have advocates for shit like that when somebody shows up and we go to the emergency room, like I was one of those advocates, I'm the middle. Mm between the victim and, and the police officer and the nurse and whatever else they have to interface with. Oh. And I have to be like, hold up. You, you got to back that up. Right. Because of where the person is. And so we wouldn't ask that if we talked right. about sexism, nobody be like, does it really exist though? Mm. <laughs> right. Can't, can't people with JJs get jobs? Mm. Right. 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 Mm. And Mm. then, (laughs) and then business week does a study that tells you that women are still trying to crack that ceiling. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 So like, rather than, than, than let's I don't have that experience, but as long as I'm on this earth, I will not stand by and I will not stand down. Right. Right. Right? Like I, I need to, I need to educate myself and be like, Oh, What's this thing that's going on here? What are the beliefs? Who said, what is the impact it's having? Do you think all our, you know why our organizations are poorly funded? Because there's not enough money in the world to help all the ways we're impacted by oppression. Right. True. Right. So. So when we're looking at these, like all these intersections, they dwell in a place rather than wanting to like, I need to understand it. Try believing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Try that's,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much what it takes because yeah. you know, I won't ever understand, but I definitely believe it's true. Right. I've definitely, I've witnessed enough to know. Right. And, um, you know, and to believe right. That the police definitely. The police mistreat me. I assure you, they mistreat people of color as well. I right. witnessed it myself. Right. Um, right. And right. you know, as I, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's right. no doubt in my mind, they have way too many guns.
3: Right. So that's anyway, <laughs>
1: that's,
2: that's, yeah. yeah,
1: and well, it's 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 and it's screwed up. It's ridiculous. Right. And I would, I think most. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm under an illusion, but I think that most white people are like me. We're aware that it's there. We just don't know what to do about it. And well, that's, and that's yeah. different, that's a different, yeah. like, because and so I also- think the one thing you could do about it is be a bridge builder. Try to listen, try to right. carry the, the message yeah. when you're at, ha- when you, when your uncle um, you know, when your old uncle is saying racist shit, and you could be like, oh, man, you know, because most I of a lot of white people-
3: Old uncles that are on some shit. If it ain't the old <laughs> uncle, it's, yeah. it's grandpa or something. Mm. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I absolutely, I find that I'm mostly interested and in primarily prioritize Black and Brown, Indigenous communities and people of color. And that's that doesn't, the words, the the acronyms don't do justice, mm-hmm. ever. Asian American, like, come on now. Like we, we can't, we can't miss this. My prioritization is I want, I don't want to fix my community. I'm not interested in that bullshit. That shit's getting so old.
0: Right.
3: Because what my community actually needs is some damn rest. Just to start, just to start that we're not exchanging all our waking hours for a dollar bill to pay the roof over your head and the water that's coming out of your faucet. Yeah. Right, so, like it's recognizing, and we could get to go, we get to go, oh shit, okay, so I'm like, these are the experiences I have i'm more I'm more than that particular identity or definition word, so I you know, I don't know about that experience, you know what, so then I'm gonna hook up with lacrosse, we're gonna have a conversation, we're gonna figure out how on each, like we're gonna figure out how to do this and how to take care of each other, am I like and this is you know that thing, where am I calling you to check on you? Do I know how you're doing? How's your bank account, baby? Because some of us have to have all them jobs that we streaming together. <laughs> putting all the... <laughs> you know, it's like, is your life paid, baby? Do you need help that way? Right? right. Or do you need me to cook, you know, a pot of rice and just... drop? As a matter of fact, don't even ask. I'm a, I'm a cooking rice. I'm coming. I'm just going to drop it off. You don't even have to come out the house. Right? right. Like, and this is how we can, as a community with all these intersections and all these different identities that are impacted by marginalization, we get to go, actually, we're not waiting for somebody. We're going to have each other for a change. Yeah. Yeah. An organization don't need to, not, we're going to have each other for a change. Mm. We're going to feed each other. We're going to start gardening in our own backyards and start giving each other peppers and shit, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we're, we're going to start doing that because that is where the, like the amplification of the light that we're talking about, which to me is just life life force. Um, You know, I, I try to shift that because the light and dark is so, so designated with good and bad. It's hard sometimes. Right. So like really thinking about and saying, okay, here is, here is where the, the, the most beautiful essence of our humanity can dwell. Right. Is if we got each other, right, right, and that like that, and that's not everybody because I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm a Puerto Rican, culturally hella Puerto Rican. I oh. know you can't trust everybody, right, and you surely can't be trusting people who don't even trust themselves. So that's another. That's <laughs> otra novela. <laughs> <laughs> that's Univision right there. That's where's, the. Where's, where's Christina? Um, <laughs> right there's like this whole so many other pieces so I get that we're not talking about what you can't find we're talking about who actually is there and has a relationship you're actually relating more than just like your after-party shit <laughs> it, it's funny because there is like a code like a code like
2: we call the code on the street mm-hmm. you know like when you, there's different when you live in the suburb, people don't really look out for you or whatever. It's, it's just every, every man for himself. But when you in the ghetto or like in this type of thing, like even right now, I could go right outside my door. I go right outside my door. If I have a problem with somebody, you see the whole neighborhood show up. That's right. the community. That is what the community is. If this person needs something that's been there, people have needed money to pay their bills. The, the, the neighborhood gets together and they, they put the money together and, and that's what community is supposed to. It's a matter of trying to amplify that out further than just the ghetto right you know and and that's a damn shame that the savages of the ghetto get it better it's life or death you know it's so funny because when the pandemic happened everybody was like oh my god how are we going to survive nothing's changed for us poor people nothing changed we still poor we were poor before the pandemic we're poor after the pandemic and if worse came to worse you put flour sugar water and fry it up and there's breakfast, a tolta. You know, that is the mentality that we have grown. You know, but I know we have to go on to break right now, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to take a quick break. But this is a really awesome conversation. So we will definitely come back to this. Awesome. I'm going to go make tortas. <laughs>
1: All right. Welcome back. Welcome <laughs> We're back. back. I was trying to see if I could find someone in the in the crowd that might have a dream oh. um to interpret uh because I just thought it would be kind of um fun to get you to do another uh <laughs> dream and no one has answered yet. So, you oh. know, part of me is like, "Oh, um and so I was trying to remember the dream. And I'm like, huh. Well, I can't quite remember it. And I want to ask you, Lacrosse, do you mm-hmm. have any tips to help people remember their dreams?
2: Actually, I do. Um, uh, the, the one thing that I, I tell people is journal. Like as soon as you wake up, and just even if you don't remember everything, details, whatever details you can, and little details, those are very important because. People may think like something like, I don't know, a car passing by really fast may may not mean anything in a dream. And no, it does mean something. Every detail in the dream, because you have to understand that when you're dreaming, that you're not awake and the things that you normally don't deal with in a waking world, you deal with in your subconscious. Now, I know a lot of people don't believe that dreams are subconscious. I personally do. I just believe it's your way of trying to work things out. And even as bizarre as they are, it's just your way of handling it and your way of dealing with the situations um, that are going on in your life. And I think everything is, has a deep representation. It's not just like, okay, I dreamed of an ostrich and that's it. Ostrich has to mean something, there's you know details. So most importantly, write them down, get every detail that you can out of it. And if you don't have anybody to interpret it, break it down yourself because it isn't that hard. You have to look at each detail and figure out wow, what does this mean? Like, what does an ostrich mean to me? Look up the ostrich, find something out scientific about the ostrich. Maybe there is this one quality that subconsciously you knew about the ostrich that you didn't realize in your waking and look for that detail. So it's literally just breaking down. It's not really hard to interpret dreams. It's just a matter of paying attention to detail Mm -hmm. and, and seeing what it really represents to you. So that's my best advice for that. That's how I do it. I'll just write it down and I'll be like, oh, damn. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, so
1: I, I did have this crazy dream that I was in this car traveling around, but I don't remember where or what. Um, I just know that I was in a car traveling around like like I was on the road like I lived in the van like I already did, you know, but it was but it was in a car and I was right. like, I don't even know where we were staying and stuff. And I felt like we were in Idaho. (laughs) Not like my favorite place.
2: (laughs) Idaho, but I yeah, see something like that just may may mean a journey. It just means, you know, you're still journeying. You're still in that process. Oh, somebody just
1: Oh look, look at this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sandy Griffith put
2: it up. Okay. There we go. My dream. My sister and I, she has passed started. the next time six miles away on a tricycle and a brown dog followed us we went in the store when we came out the dog was lying dead under a car and we just got on the tricycle and headed home we had headlights and taillights on the bike trike i woke up before we got home um started to the next time uh what is the next time i'm not sure what the next time is i'm assuming that's a store
1: Okay, so her sister who is on the other side and yeah. her past, and I think she's just saying that they were on their way to the store.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking next time is. Okay, next, oh, town. next town. Oh, okay. okay, all right, all right. Other things next time the store. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Okay, on the next town. Okay, um, your sister passed away. Oh no, that's okay. That's okay. No worries. Um Oh, a tricycle, tricycle three. Okay, I got to write as I do this because it helps me. Even though I see it right there, it just helps me. Do what you do. Yeah. How long ago did your sister pass?
1: Sandy, when, when, Sandy, you could maybe put in the task text. How long has your sister been on the other side? When did she pass away?
2: And it's harder to do it when it's okay, about fifteen.
1: Fifteen years ago, ago quite a while ago, fifteen years ago.
2: So now that makes a little sense. Numbers mean a lot in dreams. Do they? Yeah.
1: To pay attention to the numbers next time. Pay
2: attention to the numbers.
1: How do you remember um, this stuff while you're dreaming?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. You'd be surprised, though. <laughs>
0: All right. And I'm gonna, I'm
2: gonna okay. Now, okay. I'm gonna ask a ridiculous. Now, is it a trike like a motorbike, or is it like a trike like a tricycle? Because there is a difference. Like, I believe it, I've seen grown people be on a tricycle, not a trike like. Like a um, tricycle, like like little kids. Yeah, like, like, tricycle, like, like a little kid. kid. Yeah, like a little kid. To I've seen adult. You didn't answer that yet. Okay. Okay, well I'm gonna okay, like, like Okay. Now it makes better sense. All right. All right, here we go. All right. Um now numbers mean are, are pretty important. You said she passed away about three about 15 years ago. Okay. It said the next time the you know started to the next next town yeah. six miles away. I'm estimating it's about six miles, not quite six miles. If, if, if you could confirm that just to be sure. Okay. Cause that'll confirm the numbers for me. All right. Now the Brown dog, like dogs are usually pack animals. All right. So it being your sister, this could be like you just dealing with the loss of your sister just cause it's 15 years. Doesn't mean it's any less loss. It's still a loss and you obviously loved your sister very much. So, when you think about a brown dog and it's following you, what is the most loyal thing in the world? Is these pack animals? What is more loyal? Family. Family is supposed to be the most loyal thing. Um now, and then the dog was gone. The dog was lying dead under a car. Um almost exactly six miles, but it isn't quite six miles. That's why I'm saying five, like five and something, because when I and if this is how my brain operates, okay, three times five is 15 all right um when i look at this six miles tricycle is three so the three times five to the next mile that's 15 that's 15 years that she's been gone that could be your brain processing the length amount of time of loss that's what i see i'm not saying that's what it is i'm just saying that's how i see it um and the fact that we're used very close when used were kids because You know, I have four brothers, but I wasn't close to all of them. So maybe she's just very close. That's why, hence the tricycle. It's a child's tricycle. So that just be identifying that you just were very close. Um, Headlights, headlights and tails on, on the bike. That one's a little tricky for me right there. Seeing where you're going, seeing where you're coming from. That's all I'm getting from that is just the visualization. Seeing where you're going and seeing where you came from, the past and the future. I, I don't really know what more to get from that. But it just looks like you processing. You still miss her. You still love her very much. You were very close. We're very close. People thought we were twins. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's why I'm figuring the child, the dog, that's just the tricycle is just a child's thing. So you just really, really, really miss your sister. I think that's what the dream is. And you, like I said, just cause it's been 15 years, doesn't make it any less of a loss. It could hurt just as much as when it happened. So like I lost both my parents and it still hurts just like yesterday. So there is no, you know, like I said, just making space for that loss. It's just about making space for it. But that's what I get from it. It's just you're processing the loss of your sister, and don't feel guilty because it's been 15 years. And don't let anybody tell you get over it. There is no getting over it. You don't ever get over that. So that's what I'm kind of getting for it. So I hope that was helpful. I don't know,
1: Sandy. I would also tell you that I'm pretty sure I'm a medium, and I'm pretty sure your sister is telling you she's your guardian, and that's what mm. the lights are. The lights are yeah, yeah the lights um, good that so if you sense and feel into your sister at any time um your sister will probably like you say her name or something and be like like let's say you're driving or you're really tired and trying not to fall asleep and you have to get home and so you roll down your window and you pray real quick and you say her name and um you ask her to help you stay awake you might be surprised all of a sudden you'll remember something that the two of you did and you'll be laughing and then the next thing you know, you're home. And so just saying, uh, she's your guardian. She's there for you. So right. that's what I'm saying. That's 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 the first thing I got when I read it. But I appreciate <laughs> what you're saying too, LaCrosse. I think right. probably both are easily true. So, um, all right. So I'm going to bring back. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Figure out how to take the comment down is part of the thing. I have okay. seen
2: an interesting comment for when Kohenet comes back. What that uh, Black Velvet. Yeah, put, she put a
0: yeah, someone
1: comment. had a question. Um, welcome back. Um,
0: Thank welcome you. Welcome back.
1: isn't that fabulous. I love the way lacrosse uh, interprets stories. <laughs> I mean, interprets dreams. They're great. This is a question from our audience. Yeah,
3: that is a beautiful question. So no, um, both historically, factually, um, actually in in Judaism, there is a way ancient tradition um, of folks who... Uh, dabble will never be the word to use to describe any practice in like like Judaism. (laughs) It's like, we don't dabble. Right.
2: Well, there should be a quick correction though because a lot of people say because in the Torah it says suffer, do not suffer a witch to live. Now, understand the meaning. That does not mean a witch. That means a conjurer of the dead. That means somebody who is bringing the dead back and not allowing them peace or rest. So when people say suffer not a witch to live in the Torah, it does not mean to kill a witch or anything that's not that type of witch. There's medicine people who deal with medicine and witchcraft, but they are not witches like that. They're talking about... We, we, we just all come back anyway, so you can say... Right, it. exactly. We coming right. back, baby. <laughs> right. But the whole point is, is when you're disturbing their yeah. rest, because in our belief, they're in Gehenna. They're in like a purgatory. So when they're in that purgatory, they need to purge. When you conjure them to come back, you're interrupting that. You're not allowing them to, to purge. So you're just making it more harder for them to come back on their own or to go into wherever it is they're going. So I just wanted to reiterate that because a lot of people think that witchcraft and Judaism does not walk. That's why they're called witches. They're Jewish. <laughs>
0: Hello. <laughs> uh, so, want
1: to I wanted to read the question out loud yeah, so please. that our listeners can hear people that are just yes. listening. It's a, it's from Velvet Von Black and she asked Cohenet if you don't mind me asking, you say you're embraced your Jewish roots and do you find those roots being at odds with Bruja? Did I say it right?
0: Bruja? Bruha?
1: So I think you guys should define Bruja because I know very little about Judaism. So bring it, bring it forth. I'd love to learn. I'm sure our viewers would too.
3: I want to contextually locate Bruja in my cosmology. Um, it doesn't, it's not outside of the idea of a witch in European cosmology and such. Um, But when I speak to bruja, I'm speaking to a very nuanced and specific identity among Latinx um, and among our African siblings where, you know, we, 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 (laughs) that, that, that's what makes it so good because we blended (laughs) like a nova, right? And, and all these traditions came together that were particular to specific lands and people. So when I say bruja, I mean as much a Jewish as I mean, um, the deep reverence that I have for Atabe, in the same right. the deep reverence that I have for Yamaya and for, right, like Oshun and Oya, I'm partial to the badass ones, right, <laughs> like in that way but so I hold it in that way, so what does that mean much more practically? It does mean that um, uh, I'm, you know, tend to have an earth-air tendency, um, I'm an Aquarius sun and a Taurus moon, Scorpio rising, mm-hmm. and so my thing is I make medicine with herbs. I love to grow herbs. That's, I mean, LaCrosse and I in the past had a bunch of like, it's, it's just what it's all the, the intersection of the alchemy of these really powerful belief systems. So yeah, the thing with Judaism is that Judaism is extremely cautious and mindful. Um, And in the kind of culture that we live in, it tends to be very extractive. It'll take what it wants, but won't look at all the other pieces. Jewish identity is so rich with so many stories, which a lot of our communities are really based in deep uh, Celtic communities, you know, Avalon communities. Like we can, I mean, we could go down. There's so many different uh, spiritual communities. And it's really what makes most sense to your, like, you feel it. Because that's what it does. makes everything alive, right? You're no longer like in a spell. You're like, oh, wait, right? Like if I go hug a tree, I'm not just a tree hugger, but we're actually exchanging energy vibrationally. Now, having said that, we have wonderful science that talks to you about what trees do for humans and humans do for trees, right? So it's not it's not a new thing. So I don't feel that they're at odds. And I think that often there's just a lot of misinformation, which is the the danger of our age and day. At least, I don't know, Lacrosse, I, you know, back when we hooked up as friends, like, I mean, for me, I was fucking hella excited to see you in the street with Yael. Yeah. yeah Right? Because it wasn't <laughs> right. like this today where you're just like, you hashtag it or you Instagram it or you right. Facebook group it. Right? It was different. And so, it like,
2: was just a freak of it was just a walk. Yeah. Was, and I right, was just was
3: taking like a walk. Yeah, Yeah. right. And it was my yeah. son who said, Mom, look! Other Jews. <laughs> Other Jews! I was walking out and then it so happened to me, two more Puerto Rican Jews, I was like, but okay, Ramiela! Exactly. You know, I'm under and a that,
2: and, it, and the beauty is, is this thing, how you meet these people like during these things and to see their journey and like who we were back then, what, <sighs> 10 years ago, 11 years ago? Or grow. No, about 12 years. It's nowhere near where we are, but you no. know, the thing of taking from it
3: applying yes. and moving forward, you know, because, it was as we get to grow. Yeah. That's part of like, that's what's so damn sexy about us as oh, humans. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we're like, oh, I just, I just came into a new environment. Oh, damn. Like <laughs> we adapt, we yeah. shift. Right. And like, then you integrate, you incorporate the places that to me, we learn, we need to learn to be much more careful is as, at least, you know, spirituality is just the places where it, it's an extractive culture. There's a lot of appropriation without understanding, like when people have bled for a belief system and a like you gotta put some more respect on that baby yep. it, belongs, it has a context right yeah. so it's like when we're looking at these pieces to me it's really important to be like oh okay like I, I because I'm a poet I like to play with words so it's important when I'm talking about having a Jewish priestess work that I do in the world. So you know, I I marry, do weddings, do right. ceremonies and rituals around transitions in life, all the things, all the things that are beautiful and wonderful in a way that makes sense for the person, right? I do that is juxtaposed with the very, very like, you know, I'm I'm a Jew Eurekan. I'm a Puerto Rican Jew. Right. <laughs> it doesn't you know what I like and I didn't grow up in like um oh my God, what's that neighborhood in, in Crown Birmingham? Heights. Crown Get Heights up I didn't grow up in, Yeah. I'm from East New York, baby. You know, we like, I had to recapture my roots from it being buried. I didn't have that where my mom and my parents practiced. That wasn't the thing I came to it. And so recognizing that is like saying, okay, we can hold for these identities because that's me always doing the deep bow to the blood that was shed to get me here.
2: Right.
3: Right. I I ain't playing. I ain't playing. I ain't bump my head. I did not bump my head. (laughs) <laughs> it's like I but my I haven't my great grandmother come with me in a dream and with a chancleta. <laughs> She's gonna beat you with the sandal. <laughs> She's gonna go to that the little yep. chicken shack. She used to butcher the chickens in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. My family's from La Piedra, the East Coast. and yeah. and she gonna she gonna pull out her machete and her Bible because she was a heart thumping Christian.
2: Mm. I was I was just actually telling Hollis earlier. If you recall, I was talking about the DNA and the blood bloodline I don't know if you recall yeah. when we were talking about that um mm. I, I think it's important because like when I had done my DNA it only confirmed what I had already right. known and right. what was so beautiful about it is this is where the science comes in my yeah. entire life I was attracted to all these different cultures yeah all these different cultures and people like me, you're Puerto Rico what's wrong with you yeah, right, yeah, why, yeah, why yeah, are you yeah. attracted to these cultures yeah and I'm like I don't know I just love it I love it. You know this. I love Judaism. I love you know here. I you know I love Celtic. Okay, three point five percent Irish. You know, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and but that's the beauty of it. Now, yeah, don't understand. Being Puerto Rican is not a race. It is a culture. It is not a race. Right. Okay. So the sooner people figure that part out, because they're still trying to figure out whether we're citizens or not. I don't know. Listen. But <laughs> with that being said, Set off my people's island. We need time first, to heal. Exactly. But the beauty of it is when you do your research, your DNA, it makes a lot of sense to your spiritual walk.
3: Yeah. Because now
2: I'm looking at, like, I saw it had Ashkenazi Jew. I'm like, yeah. Now I knew I was Sephardic, but
3: Ashkenazi?
2: Like, what is that? (laughs) When it came uh... out, you know, Middle Eastern, when it came out that I was from Morocco, you know, all these different things. I was like, now it solidifies. Yes. That I'm not crazy. Like you said, I didn't bump my
3: head right i am
2: right, what are right. all these cultures that i was attracted to
3: and this and this is the thing to me that that's really sweet medicine that i talk a lot in spiritual context and community i'm like all right I, this is so important and this is why it's so important because when you okay fair enough that for many of us whatever we've been racialized in this country as there's that that's really important And it's not but it's and there's also this conversation of like, okay, I need you to understand who your people are to some degree, some degree, because some of us don't have that. Our lineage was handed down to us. We don't have that. So we have to go do you know, we do the ancestry. We do the 23. It's a starting place. It's It's a sacred starting place. Damn it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's a sacred for so many of us who have like wondered and all of like these compulsions that keep on like getting stronger as time goes by. Right. And so this is and so this is my thing to understand that you have a connection to a medicine, to a thing that keeps on calling and whispering in your name. There is a potency that comes with you owning and being fuck owning. That's dominant language. You being in dynamic relationship with. Right. This medicine that we need, we don't need you to be like my medicine,
0: right? right. We don't need
3: We don't need it. We don't need all of that. You don't, we don't need all of that, <laughs> right? right? We need folks connected to the medicines in, in their beingness, right? Because right. that's gonna be part of we I'm not looking at healing in that way that we're like, oh, we're all kumbaya and we're all better, right? Right. I think that's very disrespectful to right. uh communities of disability. Uh uh-uh. uh. Right. We're differently abled. And you want to make that a whole thing. No, 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 <laughs> You want to make it that we're going to get better. Right. I want to see people in that soul alignment. There is nothing on the face of this earth than when a human being is actually being and connected to their medicine. Right. That, that, and, and that's what, that's what affirmations are about affirmations. We say, well, if you take this one sentence and you say it over and over and over, right. Um, fake it till you make it baby. You don't have to fake it because when you actually believe what you're saying, the conviction that you speak with shifts the paradigms that you live in and the the, the way you inhabit that. So I don't need you to, I don't need any, and this, I tell this to people because I want us to understand, um, you know, the the magic and medicine from Italy, that's some potent shit, okay? Yeah. Italian, brujas, boom. Ahí yeah. se la cosa. Russian, Romanian, like the, uh, you, Ukraine, like if yeah. we want to get with medicine, uh, Celtic medicine, you yeah. can't play. You can't yeah. play. And while you may not take on the whole thing because it is a lot, right? There's a lot to it. But that returns you to yourself. I don't, I don't talk about power. I don't use power so much anymore. I think power is a distorted construct, an idea. What we're talking about is life force that activates environments, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we want people to be responsible rather than needing to be king of the world. Mm-hmm. The monarchy is problematic as it is. So, <laughs> that's another thing there, right? So it's like, these medicines, when you do that DNA thing and you go, oh, you are no longer needing to ask permission to belong. Right. Right. When you no longer have to ask permission to belong and you know your family, then you do right by your family. Right.
2: Exactly.
3: Even, even uh-huh. the uncles.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have an unusual, I don't know. And I tend to do things differently, unusually. Um, it's just who I am. And, uh, I, you know, I knew that I don't know what my DNA is. I don't have any connection to my blood family. I was disowned mm. for being mm. trans. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put that down. And when I, when that happened, when I came out to my family and they disowned me after a lifetime of abuse, I didn't feel like I was losing a whole lot. And so I did do some magic to help heal that. Um, and you know, it was, it it was more of a voodoo style, um, magic to help me cut the lines to my entire bloodline and that I am no longer connected to them and they are no longer connected to me. And that's okay. And (laughs) it's okay that we're not connected. And instead, I turned and said, instead, my family are all the souls that have been forgotten. The people that were left on the side of the road that, felt that died and no one knows who they are. And the other souls that are roaming around that were disowned for whatever. And the drag queens that died on their way out because they performed in a dress. And those are my ancestors. Those, That's the magic I reach back to. That's the power that I find in their bravery of the trans woman and drag queen that stood up and said, uh, you know, and she, she pretty much started Stonewall that she was brave enough to say what, you know, she needed to say. Mm -hmm. And then what the other people in the, when I, when I hear those stories, those energies tend to reverberate for me. And when I try to connect to my family, I am always reminded of that ritual. Um, and even now when I try to speak to, I don't talk to really my mom or to most people in my family. Like I said, that it, it was a terrible, abusive place. Um, so for me, um, when I do talk to people in my family, it's odd. It's like they're strangers. I don't know them. Right. They don't know me. Right. Um, and I'm kind of the weirdo. I'm definitely the black sheep. I'm definitely the witch. Nobody understands that. And if I, and when I start to come as me, because I'm just authentically me, I'm just being myself. I'm like, oh, well, you know, the astrology's like that right now. And there's a, you know, we're moving into the time yeah. of Aquarius. There's been right. more planets moving into Aquarius. So <laughs> that's why we're having a Black Lives Matter movement right now. It's actually mm-hmm. really important, you know? So like for me, I know where I'm coming from. Right. And yeah. I, right. when yeah. I try to connect to my blood family, it's like I'm talking to a stranger. I, yeah. know, I, yeah. I know people, I know drag queens better than I know my mom.
2: Right, right. right. I <laughs> agree 100% because like I... I'm not, connect. I, I don't really, like I have my four brothers and, you know, that's different. But when I think of like aunts, uncles, cousins, this and that, I, I don't speak to any of them. And it's, it's, it's not a problem to me. It's just, it's just, it is. I trans, they're on a whole different plane and yeah. level. And I don't, I'm not that person who's going to say, you have to adjust your thinking for me. No, this is my, this is, this is my life. It's my life, not yours. Right. So you don't have to adjust shit. Right. You just don't have to be in my life. That's what it boils down to. Right. Now, with that being said, it doesn't mean, like, in my case, I bypassed all of them. That DNA has nothing to do with them because that DNA is 35,000 years old. That yeah. DNA is ancestor after ancestor. after. Yeah. An- this is before the fuck-ups that I call my family
3: you know? <laughs> or I, that you they know, call that, me. That's do you an, know what I'm saying? True. This is free. Yeah. That we're all indigenous from somewhere. Right. Well, and this is the thing, and this is the the danger um, of the single focus way American conditioning functions. Because you swear that life began and ended with you. Right. Or what you know. Right. And so there's there's medicine, there's medicine too that before your people were the people here that turned into the assholes that they turned into on a personal level, which has a lot to do with conditioning and a whole bunch of other shit, Mm -hmm. right? Fair enough. And we get to set boundaries with that. Mm -hmm. We get to set boundaries with that. Uh, uh, The American ideal is the picket house, the mommy, the daddy, the one kid or the two kids and the dog. Like that's that's the American lie, illusion, all of the things. Right. Which is sometimes really hard to contend with when you come in true to who you are because then you realize that you've been subscribed to that bullshit for so long. You missed out on your relationships. You missed out on getting free from something that was toxic and painful and damaging. Like there's a, there's a lot of pieces to that. Right. But what becomes important is not so much like just this one generation. We're far too complex for that. And we have a far longer, um, cyclical way uh, and spiral linear way of moving through time and space as generations. And those things are going to mean different things for each and every one of us this is what, what begins to matter. What begins to matter is that when the thing that brings you joy, that allows you to show up in the world as fully and as beautifully and as sexually as you are, right. However, that shows up in the world that you can do that thing, being deeply connected with yourself where you're not needing to sacrifice your connection to yourself in order to belong. Right. And then you're also able to address if your peoples, like, and I say peoples and, and that, you know, cause that can be so wide and it can be so thin, right? If your peoples have been the people who have benefited from the structures, then there's a reckoning to that, that every generation must contend with. And a generation that doesn't do his work leaves the mess for the next one.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. So it ain't going anywhere. It ain't going far. But the thing that we get to do is we get to go, okay, your parents that, 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 and and I would even beckon to say, you know, like what then who is the original family? Right? right. Cause because blood lineage purity, purity is a Puritan concept. Yeah. And that's when we talk about things like this, when I'm talking about this, sometimes that shit locks in as oh, I don't, I'm not a pure anything. That's not what I'm talking. I'm not talking about purity. I'm talking about being able to get the connections that you need to re-inhabit and remember, which means to put your members back together Mm -hmm. that say that these identities that you hold, these things that speak deeply to your spirit is in in your purvey, in your family lineage, that it was grandma's grand people way, way, way back. All of a sudden it's showing up in you in this generation and time. Right. And it's medicine that that one auntie, I have like when I discovered, when I was doing all of this work with myself, right? I discovered, I'm like, oh, because I used to do a lot of doula work. It was really great. Right. And I was like, yeah, wonderful. I love to, you know, but I'm like, I'm an herbalist. I'm a doula. I love this to the core. It brings me so much joy. What happened? I discovered that one of my great aunts was the town midwife, mm-hmm. I met a medicine woman. Yeah. Colonial mentality, colonial will wash away with everything colonization fucks it all up and makes it so complicated that it's hard to do that right. so that we can't even get past our own parents to get access to right. oh that one uncle that they used to call him uncle whoever but really was the two spirit and person in our family
2: right right
3: we got a lot of flack for uh-huh. that right and when you're like oh well how did i ca- i'm an anomaly in your present family but not in your lineage Right. Very multiplicitous lineage. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. Only thing I, yeah. And and at some point, maybe I'll take the dive. Maybe you guys will inspire (laughs) me. Um, (laughs) My brother has done, my brother has done some stuff on ancestry and all I know is they're probably colonialists. They're white people that came over here and did some wrong ass shit to the indigenous people.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, And I I have always, since I was a child, uh, even before I fully understood what I hated about it, I hated it from then. And I didn't even know why I hated
3: it. Yeah. But
1: then later I learned and and became educated. And that's what called me to Standing Rock because I was like, you know, like, and it still calls me in that way. Like, I'm a big, I don't care what my family says. You know, my brother's incredible. My one brother's incredibly racist mm. um, and we don't speak because 20 years ago, he called my best friend a faggot and he likes to use right. the N word. So, mm. you know, like we don't speak and we won't speak. And and every time I have to yeah. speak to him, I walk away going, and that's why we don't speak.
3: <laughs> because <laughs>
0: right. Because we right. can't
1: because I'm not that and I I'm I have been like my whole life indigenous especially um and then later on I became more and more aware of other other things yeah and um and I always I don't know why I kind of feel like I have a connection to like Mahatma Gandhi I mm-hmm. tend to just lay there and take <laughs> Um beatings I did as a kid. I would just uh let people beat me up because um I would just let them because I didn't think that fighting was gonna get us anywhere. And that I actually had I don't know why I did that. And my family tried to get me to fight. You know, they taught me and yelled at me and punished me for not fighting back and yeah. <laughs> my friends tried to get me to fight back and yeah, but I wouldn't. And, um, I don't know why, but, and maybe those things are in my bloodline. Maybe they're not. I don't know. Um,
2: well, I, I'd like to think that maybe it's an awakening of the bloodline also, because if I were to get into detail, my Jewish ancestry came to the Caribbean and annihilated the other part of my ancestry. Yeah. The Jews came to Puerto Rico, to the Caribbean. Those were the criminals because they didn't convert to Catholicism. It right. wasn't only rapists and murderers. It was Jews who came over. Yeah, And they did the same thing right. to the natives that were done to them. Their freedom was taken. They, yeah. they pillaged village after village. So it's hard. And that is healing. We also have to deal with it. the healing of our ancestors, of the damage that what one ancestors I didn't become Puerto Rican or, or become this way. Look, it took one Spaniard to rape one native. And here I am. Yeah. That's a hard lineage.
3: Yeah. And that Harry. right there teaches us a lot about the capacity. We actually have to hold the tension. Right. Right. And I
2: think our job is to yes.
3: be awake
2: and be aware. So that way we don't repeat
3: history. That is our job and not repeat history. Yes. Yeah. Einstein Einstein said that to do the same thing over and expect different results is the definition of insanity. And equally Einstein said that to try to solve the problem with the same mind that began the problem is actually futility. And what I love about that is because the liberation. so when I speak of liberation for me because I could I could like I could be like you know what I'm gonna have my own bag. I'm just gonna make sure my own shit tight. I'm just gonna do my own thing. I'm gonna mind my own business. I'm gonna live my best life. You know, the whole thing. Right, right. Live my best life. And I'm gonna do that whole thing. And I don't have to think about anybody else. Right. That sounds good in theory, right? Like that sounds like the dream, but the dream doesn't function like that. It actually has a cost and it has an impact. And when we're able to start going, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, wait, do I actually, is that actually how I want to live my life? Is that actually like what I think? Is that actually who I am as a person? And, and then on top of that, it's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's something more to me than even what I've been told. How others see me, right? And that I don't have to like, I don't have to do this thing anymore where I have to become nothing so that another can become something. I don't have to do that anymore. Right. So when we start doing that, the more conscious we become, we begin to dismantle the systems and understand that it's like a record player. It's just going to go. Nobody says that these days. But once again, yeah. <laughs> I
1: know player, what a record player was. I was not
2: lost. <laughs> All your young people, it's this round thing and it has a little thing you put on it and it plays music. <laughs>
3: Don't even get me started. I'll talk about eight tracks, okay? Yeah, don't. <laughs> we will not. But you know, it's this recognition that yeah. the, the thing can play over and over, and you can either co sign it or you can break away. What's important to me is that people understand that liberation is not just a happy shit. Yeah. What you see now, the social unrest, the people standing at the, like, that liberation costs. But so does being asleep, right? And so it's like, oh, wait a minute, to truly be my authentic self, I have to face because I can't meet you where I haven't been,
2: right?
3: You know, people that know shadow work that they, they don't play, <laughs> and, oh. and when they describe it, you like, oh, you've seen some stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like, because mm, you don't have to say much. You both are nodding. That thing is happening, right? And so I feel like there's this opportunity to recognize that we don't have to live on the surface anymore. It's actually too painful for us, which is why we struggle so much. We we struggle, man. We struggle in ways that, to me, I'm like, how with the technology that we have, we still are dying? How? How, how is it possible? That somebody can still be walking alone in the street and nobody hear a thing. How is that possible, right? Like that thing. And so to recognize that, you know, and and the American dream isolates you. The American dream says, you you gotta watch out for yourself. That's an entirely different thing. That's that's a spirit. That's another spirit. You gotta watch out for yourself. Only tend to your shit, do your shit. And what happens is, and this is what happens when your grandparents and your parents tell you that when you get older, you'll find out that thing. Everybody hates it. I like my mother constantly. I'm like, oh, yeah, lady, leave me alone. Right? Because it's all those like those things that she would say, you'll find out. And I hated it. And I'm like, I'm not going to find out. I'm not going to find that out. But I grew old enough to understand the concept. That when I got older, I realized that as a, when I'm looking at society because this is my thing. My thing is the mind, right? Because it's the beginning place because we got to unify all the pieces back together again. And we're so mind-oriented as a society. So when I'm looking at this, I'm like, oh, no, 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 penate. It's really important that you like you face this because then we can meet each other there. When you know really bad trauma, you wouldn't dare in a circle with people who are talking about really fucked up shit. You wouldn't dare interrupt that for your need to respond because when you know, you know, you there's nothing to say when somebody gone drop the weight of what they've been carrying, right? And that's because you know for yourself that even when you've been trying to do that, you're like, you're in this mess and somebody comes to try to touch it, fix it for you. You're like, ah, 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 ah. You, you can't handle me and you can't handle me because you actually can't handle yourself. Right. So of course you don't know how to be with me. You don't know how to be with the painful parts of you. That's the Of course you're reading me as aggressive because you have felt so fucking hopeless and helpless at times in your life and nobody came for you. So you thought, you thought that speaking your mind, what you actually think and feel is a threat. So you shut it down in everybody else because you have to shut it down every day in yourself. But when you've tasted the liberation that is so sweet on your lips, that is, it's honey dripping, that leaves a memory that just... It's like a signia in your genetic alteration. When you taste that, you realize I prefer a thousand times to sit in a circle and tell the truth and cry and cry until there's nothing left than to ignore all the ways that we are being hurt and not witnessed when it could be, it could be oversimplification. Maybe something as simple as me going, word. I'm so sorry that happened to you. You let me know what you need cuz I'm not going to I don't need a savior. I don't need to save anybody. I don't need to be a hero because I know that heroes are not made like that. But I could be with you in that moment and something transforms inside of me and inside of you and you feel less lonely in this world with so many people. Mm. That it changes how you wake up tomorrow. Give me that every time. Give me that. Right?
0: 100%, 100%. Give me
3: that. That, that is, that's holy. That's sacred. That 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 can't be touched with like, uh, almost like undelicate hands where somebody just comes like ramming in. No, 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 no. You got to slow back, baby. When you have met the darkness in yourself, then I'll give you the honor of sitting in the darkness with me. Right and we're going to discover the magical world that dwells where the light does not shine <laughs> cuz that's that there's a universe that's medicine
1: yeah
3: right so like i feel like there's these really beautiful opportunities like if you need to do the dna do it if you don't need to do the dna right. don't do it right. and if you're just curious for for curiosity's sake then by all means right like that's that's the thing if it's medicine to you Engage in it sacredly. But it doesn't define you. Right. It just affirms what already exists. Right? Like, that's it. (laughs) It's like, oh, that's it. Because we've been so conditioned in authoritarian lifestyles. That unless somebody has, that, like, assigned us the thing, we feel like we're going mad.
0: Mm.
3: We feel like we're going mad because we're waiting for somebody to tell us. That we have the right. What a thing. What an idea.
2: And that's a scary thought when when like what is woke? Like everybody I, I hear this constant thing about they're woke or whatever. What is actually woke outside of just being responsible, accountable, and authentic? It really is. It's not this huge. Epiphany that happens. And then oh my god, I'm woke now. Like, what the hell is that?
0: And I you don't know how many times when I see that, hard.
2: when I see that and they're like, I'm woke. Well, damn, how long have you been asleep? That was a long nap. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like like it is it is so simple yet beautiful. And I think we complicate it. We have to complicate it. I, I want to segue on what you were saying. There was this rabbi. And I was taking a class with him and he just slammed his hand. And he goes, there are no women's rights. There are no gay rights. There are no civil rights. There are no rights. And I first I got in, I'm like, oh, where are you? <laughs> who the hell are you talking? He goes, there is only responsibility and accountability. That's all there is. You don't do this because you t- not. you don't do it. You don't oppress your brother. Because that's your brother. You don't oppress your brother. I don't care what color they are. You don't oppress them. This is common sense. Right. Right. And and it is that simple. It is. So what is it with these people who feel that they have to oppress? Right. No responsibility. No accountability. Right. Which is my biggest problem with Christians. Because I'm just like, okay, I hurt you. I punch you in the face. I just go say I'm sorry to Jesus and we're good. Where's the accountability? They haven't been around during Yom Kippur. (laughs) When you're beating your breasts and, you know, but when you look at that and and you, because that is the one thing that we lack in a society and that's
3: responsibility and accountability and awareness. Right. Because those, those words have become so punchy, right? They become trendy. And what yeah. happens is, is once that thread, once you hear the word over and over and over and over and over and over, and over it loses its impact because it's not grounded in anything. Right. So what does accountability mean? It means the ability to give an account for yourself. Right. Right? Like if you go to the bank and somebody go, well, whose account is this? It's your happy ass's account with all them overdraft fees. Yeah. Right? projecting, but right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, so we're like, Oh, what does accountability means? It means that you're beholding to something greater than yourself in a community. What does response ability? It means you have the ability to respond. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between response and reaction. And noting the difference between those two in the brain chemically, in the body as an experience, and in society at large, is going to take a lot of retraining because of the way we've been conditioned. Right. Right? And so that's that's why we have to start looking at all the ideas that inform our lives. Because we're like, wait a minute. What am I? Re-? So we we use, you know, refrains like, refrains like am I my brother's keeper? Mm-hmm. Is your brother your keeper? You like the the ultimate plan is that the communities become so watered down they can't remember each other. You could be living next door to somebody, and somebody could still go hungry. You could I recently, so I'm converting a school bus into a little home, a tiny home, whatever. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and it's my ass. <laughs> anyway. So, so what do you do when you're going to start something? You start following people on Instagram and on Facebook because you want to know all the things, and it's you know you got to keep track of the ideas. Anyways, recently, uh, you know, may her memory be a blessing, a person ended their lives, you know, successfully completed suicide, right? And Uh so one of the things that became like, you know, people react. We didn't know. That's because she's not a Facebook. She's not just an Instagram. She's Uh a human being the most devastating thing in this, in this world is that somebody can live right next door and still go hungry and you know shit about it. Right. Because we're that right. disconnected. Right. 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 So like when we start looking at like, oh, what, like, what is showing up for us in our bodies and in our communities? Well, it, this is a product. This is a, a product of a seed sown a long time ago. It's doing what it's meant to do. So racism is not just a construct that is like, Oh no, that's over there. No, no, no. Racism, racism, white supremacy is a construct. It was made by a people and it's also a culture. So <laughs> when we look at those pieces, of course, everybody's fighting because mm-hmm. they can't even think clearly because you don't even own your own mind. Cause you don't even believe it anyway. Right. So, like when, when we're looking at these pieces and we're thinking about this Like dealing with these, and I want to shift, like we go um, either or, right? Binaries, like we're a very binary type of society. Now we're having like segue where people are like, fuck that. We're going to reorient you. You're going to learn something new, right? Mm -hmm. So Because it starts shifting our entire view. Start start shifting, like and shifting our orientation. Like what we believe, we get confused. We feel grief and we don't know why. We don't understand what's happening. We feel like something's threatened. Somebody about to take your toys that you worked so hard for, but you gave your life for something that won't give back to you. And like you, you really want to be radical community? Peep this. Why don't you take and start learning about the people's lives that you actually really like engage with, maybe live next door to. Hmm. maybe cause you know some people are they, a little scared right maybe right but, but what we can get at here is that it's all the things that continue to fracture and fragment us that are part of the way conditioning actually impacts us and we're actually sent to therapist's office cause we feel like we're going crazy cause we can't take that right and then we're that's why we don't understand responsibility and accountability. Because I think the best,
1: I, I, I was about to, sorry, I didn't mean to No, no, no you. Please, please, yeah. I was going to say that I think that that's why I personally, and I know lots of other people have really fallen in love with the four agreements. I feel yeah. like if you're going to be in a community, you need to, you need to all agree on the four agreements because that's what it, that's what it is. Yeah. Responsibility. Yeah personal accountability and right. also the like don't assume shit man don't right. assume that just because that person gave you a look that had anything to do with you it may not right. have had nothing to do with you right. they right. might just be having a bad
3: back you know like yeah. and, and 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 so here's the thing and if it was ike yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like ike like maybe <laughs> you if you're gonna look at me you better look good and hard but you better watch your step, right like mm-hmm. Like, like, and, and, and what? So like, if I, and I used to, (laughs) one time I was doing a training, uh, anti-racism training, this older white woman, bless her heart, just bless her heart. She sat at the table with me uh, as a facilitator, number one rule, just don't, you you need a space in between (laughs) so that you can digest, you know, as it needs to with all the stuff. Um, And she said, you know, she said, Angelique, I want to play the devil's advocate. So yeah, is a short, of Jochevid Angelique, which is my name, and so uh she was like, "Can I play the devil's advocate?" I was like, "Sure, go ahead, and it was really fascinating because her devil's advocate was around like you know people who would not um don't want to speak English in this country. And, um, and so she was like, you know, it makes sense to tell the person if they don't want to learn English, they're here. They have to learn English. They need to go back to the country. And I was like, really? So you, like, I had to put the fork down. I did the whole glasses thing. And I was like, okay. I was like, I got one for you. She was like, go ahead. I was like, why don't you go back to your country and where you came from? Because English is not the indigenous language of this island.
2: There's over three hundred, over three. I've had that debate with people, and they're like, "There's over three hundred dialects." Listen, listen,
3: Britain, Britain (laughs) doesn't want anything to do with the English that's spoken here. Oh no, yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm like, they, they. It's just fragments of ownership. It's so such a poorly put together. But the point of that is is to recognize that the stories that are at play have been in that play for a long time. Uh-huh. So my grandmother, may her, may her memory be a blessing. She passed away in November. She lived in Brooklyn across the street from Prospect Park forever. And I miss her. I, I get it now. Uh-huh. I understood, but I get it now. I get so many things. And I would always talk to my, when we go out, I would always talk to my grandmother in Spanish and everybody, yeah, people have a problem with that. And I'm like, oh, you got to get over your fucking self. Right? Like that that's going to be the thing. Because the illusion is this melting pot. The melting pot is one of the most dangerous phrases to use. And I know we use it a lot in a lot of times. Con- we're like, oh, well, we're just a melt. Nah, boo. There's some dangerous shit happening there. And when we come out of there, we don't come out the same. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like the stew just turned beige. Mm-hmm. Right? It's- It's like like potato stew, not stew, stew, right? And so it's like this recognition that all these things that have created the society we live in, we're going to have to fracture and dismantle it at the Uh core. And that that's not going to happen just with gentle, again, somebody else defining how the person who's experiencing the oppression needs to react and respond. You don't get to tell me. After you, you are violent and you have violated the boundaries, you don't get to tell me how you think I need to behave or be. Yeah. So, so when we start doing a lot of that traction and we start dealing with the tension of that, and then we're like, oh my God, what does that mean? Or this person doesn't like me. Yeah. People are not going to like you. Welcome to the club. It's hard. But luckily. For sure. You know, luckily those are not the people that we I uh, hope and pray to the goddess that we are not sleeping with those people because that'd be, that's some rough shit right there. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. hopefully those are not in, and this is why the care of self is important. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to continue to be this person that gives so generously, you're going to have to put boundaries up that help preserve what's inside and also teach the people outside how to approach.
0: Yeah. Yes.
3: Right. It's like a both and all the time. And it's not just one thing or the other, but our liberation is hinged on how real you can actually be with your stuff. And if being real with your stuff means that it does something to you, then please get a therapist. Please get the support systems you need. Shame is bullshit. We want you to live.
1: Yes, absolutely. um, That's one of the reasons LaCrosse and I, do this show is because we want to yeah. reach out to people and let people know that just because you're trans or whatever it might be, whatever's yeah. oppressing you, you know, lots of different things that get oppressed. Um, that we're all just human beings and we're all here to figure out some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever that is for <laughs> you. And I think yeah. everybody's journey is like completely different. We can't even begin. All we can do is yeah. seek to understand. Um, and in the seeking to understand, we end up in peace. So I, right. at the end of our show today, so I want to just pull our little, I'm going to do a little tarot card pool for Yay. everybody that's watching, everybody that's here uh, now. And so this is for everybody, no matter who you are. Now I'm using the um, pride deck, which is, it says, love is love over here oh, that's beautiful. but the most but the most beautiful thing about this deck is that the entire thing was collaborated and all right. of the art is done by every single every single card's done by a different lgbtq artist beautiful. so this is our past and this here is the queen of swords. Mm. She kind of looks a little bit like a badass to me, you know, but a little bit like Wonder Woman there with butterfly, like a butterfly crown. Mm. But notice she has like a hawk or an eagle there. And I'm like looking at her and right away we are being reminded of our power, of our all, every single one of us has power and we just have to get in touch with it, whatever that is. And it comes through in so many different ways. And I think that that's, that's really what this card is beautifully about. And to, to going away from the show today, remember your power, remember your own power. And for the present right now, be aware of that. We're dealing with a lot of stuff here. This is a person. Um, let's see the person is their gender is not exactly clear, okay. mm. and but it's all the colors of the rainbow and all the pieces of that that mm. all the different meanings and all the things that we carry and cups are very much about water and emotions. Mm. So the seven of cups, this card is a is a non-binary or a, a gender non-specific person, and they are clearly like. Lots of stuff is going on right now and honoring their authenticity and exactly how things are, because this is how things are. And so accept and love it and celebrate the good shit. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I'm going to say about future is interesting because our a lot of our conversation was about, um, you know, racial and other inequalities that are spread around our land. And here we are the judgment card and yeah. i i want to say that you know no matter who you are no matter where you're coming from try not to judge others but also be aware that i think justice is on its way i think that because this card is also about harmony harmonious like togetherness you know like being able like exactly what we were talking about can we come from our true selves and connect at our best beings. And the only way to do that is to have lots of self care and yep. don't ignore your shadow work because yeah. even though it feels shitty, it's still okay to get a bath in the mud. Okay. Yep. And so that's what this is all about. This card is just reminding you that it is possible for humans to reach a harmonious mm. togetherness and it's not going to be, in, it's not going to be ignoring your shadow because right. your shadow, is your power. And all the parts of you make up exactly who you are today. And all those parts are super important. Yeah. So I hope that everyone listening today, everyone with us today, walks away knowing that you are an important person just the way you are. And what's important is that you arrive as authentically as possible. That's Absolutely. what the world needs. Sure. So, I'm glad you were here. I'm so glad. I'm so grateful to have you today, and just to listen to your beautiful words. You are very beautiful with words. It's very easy to listen to you. It's very like, Haha. You. So, you can just to me. so, I think that's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> so grateful you came on the show, so and
3: so honored. With it's
1: you. so great to learn about liberation from you. I'm just going to say, I feel like thank I received the gift today. So yeah. thank you. It's
3: so thank you so much. Yeah. I hope you have a restful oh. evening.
2: Yes. Yes. Y'all. I just want to say thank you so much for coming. I was, you know, it was just such a beautiful, it was beautiful to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. And it was beautiful to, to really speak about, say, these are some hard issues. Yeah. They're really hard issues. And <sighs> That's the main thing, like Hollis was saying, we gotta talk about this. Yeah. Not just it's not just them talking about it. We all
3: have to talk about it. Yeah.
2: And we all have to address it. So but thank yeah. you so much for coming uh, on the show. And has been volume. Yeah. So be
3: hopefully great. we get
2: together soon.
3: Yes. That would be great. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: all right.
3: Thanks, folks.
0: Thank you for watching Rainbow Soul. A Queer Perspective on Spirituality Beyond Religion. We appreciate you sharing the show on your timeline. Follow us on social media of your choice and join our Facebook group, Rainbow Soul. We want to hear from you. Share your topic ideas for Hollis and LaCrosse. Explore upcoming shows and interesting guests. The Rainbow Soul Facebook group, where we build community of questioning seekers Rainbow Soul, where spirituality is our medicine.